Welcome to the Christy Taylor Show. I'm your host, Christy Taylor, and you are inside the Taylor Tilton Hour. Super excited to have you here. And a special shout out to our sponsor for today, River City Jazz and Music Festival happening April the 2nd at the Cannon Center. And yes, you're going to get a chance to win prizes right here inside the show. All you have to do is go to my website, ChristyTaylorConsulting.com for a chance to register to win those VIP tickets. Also, a shout out to our other sponsor, the podcast center broadcast your podcast on Comcast. Be sure to follow the podcast center on yes. Facebook. Now, of course, I'm super excited to be able to do a virtual show because it allows me to meet amazing people. And today we're going to the Bronx, y'all. Yes, indeed. We're talking Ryan Lane, who began his professional music career as a member of the Harlem Boys Choir. He sounds he signed to Ill Town Slugger out label, which is owned by KG and Vin Rock of Naughty by Nature. Now, as part of the Harlem Boys Choir, Ryan Lane was able to develop his musical talent and he had the opportunity to travel the world, sharing the stage with the likes of Stevie Wonder, Michael Bolton, and the Backstreet Boys. Now, in 2007, Ryan Lane joined Project 718, an R&B quartet. Now, Project 718 went on to sign their first record deal with Capitol Records. Five years later, Ryan Lane decided it was time to take his career into his hands and blaze his own trail as a solo artist. Now, over the past few years, Ryan has been building a solid fan base with many comparing his singing and songwriting ability to Neo. Now, in 2020, he uh, kept his creativity alive during the pandemic. Ryan released his single Forever, which is an amazing music video that he shot in NYC. And he even connected his music to the social justice movement by recently performing on the Black Lives Matter mural in Harlem. So I want you to help me welcome Ryan Lane to the Christy Taylor Show. You've done so much. I was oh, like, Christy. ooh, let me see if I can Ah. <laughs> now, first of all. Yeah. Now, Ill Town Sluggers. Now, did I say that right? Because sometimes yes. I overpronunciate. Okay, Ill okay. Ill Town Sluggers. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and that was uh, that is ran and, and owned and operated by some of the guys from Naughty by Nature. From Naughty by Nature, um, KG and Uncle Vin Rock. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Well, first, I got to say, first of all, thank you so very much for sharing uh, some of your time. I understand you are super busy. And in our <laughs> chat, I know that you're actually you. a choreographer as well. We'll dig into that. Absolutely, um, but yeah. But the Bronx, were you born and raised in the Bronx? Born and raised in the Bronx, yes. And um, I live in Harlem now, but born and raised in the Bronx, yeah. And um, it's where I started my journey. And these actual types of programs. So I'm just happy to be a part, inspire the kids how I was inspired yeah, and just and just spread my gift. Yeah. Well, of course, that means being part of the Boys Choir of Harlem or some yes. people know as the Harlem, uh, uh, the Harlem Choir of Boys. I think that some people kind of say it different ways, but the Boys Choir of Harlem. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell me about how you got involved in that. Absolutely. Yes. The, um, this you, 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 you can say BCH, you could say the, the Harlem Boys Choir or the, the Boys Choir of Harlem. But how I actually got involved in the Harlem Boys Choir, um, I wasn't even of age to actually attend the school. At the time, I used to go to the public library and fill out the application over and over and over and over again until I had it right and had it perfect. And then the time came for me to audition for the school. 
already I already knew how to fill out the application. I already knew what was expected of me. Um, I remember getting on the train by myself. Um, wasn't so not gonna say I wasn't supposed to be on the train, but in New York, you know, um, being under the age of eighteen and being on the train alone is a little dangerous, you know. Yeah. But um, I was always a very extremely ambitious kid, so. I would just tell my mom, like, look, I know where I'm going. I know how to get there. I'll be safe. And went, did the audition, and made it through. And it well, you know something? Um, you just pretty much educated me on something. I didn't realize that it was connected to a school. Yes, uh, can you yes. tell the history about the actual program and the yes. school that it's attached to? I just remember the choir. Yes, yes. Um, it was a school and a choir. Um, mm -hmm. A bunch of people didn't know that, but it is and. Yeah. During the day, we do schoolwork, academics, and then like, you know, after school time is the time for rehearsals and choir and diction and training and just everything. We did everything, everything. Wow. So you were 18 when you um, auditioned for the school? No, and no. I was 14 when I auditioned. Okay. okay. I was 14 years old. Um I won't say what year, but yeah, I was 14 years old and, um, you know, I was leaving junior high school and entering high school at the time. Okay. Yeah. So it's one of the, like the one of the performing um, art schools that you all have in New York. Yes. And it's the one based in Harlem. Wow. Yeah. I learned something new today. And now, I auditioned for all of them. Um, LaGuardia, Talent Unlimited, the Boys Choir of Harlem professional performing arts, every school that had dance, singing, musical theater, I auditioned. But the Harlem but the Harlem Boys Choir um, stood out the most to me because I remember um, the Backstreet Boys was performing on the Disney Channel. And I just remember seeing 50 black boys just walk on stage in these blazers. And I'm like, that's the school I need to go to. So um, that's where I ended up. Wow, you know something, you took me back to that time when, um, what was that performance that they did on Disney? Because they did have a lot of interesting, of course I know that they had, some of their management was very connected to the urban community as well. Yeah. But what was their performance? Do you remember? You know what, I don't know, I don't remember exactly. I wanna, but I do remember them performing. I think their album was dropping about that time. Their um, album, Millennium. But I do remember the song that they sang was called Perfect Fan. And it was about the guys and excuse me, the guys in the group was um, expressing their appreciation for the, their parents and mom. So um, it was a part where it was a bunch of oohs and ahs and snapped and the Backstreet Boys performed. The Harlem Boys Choir walked on and they burgundy blazers and their bow ties. And I was like, wow, that's that's the school I want to go to. Like, you know, this is my school. So after I seen that, I was like, yeah, this is meant to be. I'm going to that school. Wow. So what did your mom say? And do you have other siblings involved in the arts? Um, You know what? I am the only sibling of my mom's children. I'm not the only one in my family. My aunt was a very popular singer in the West Indies back in the 60s. So um, my aunt is the only one that has that musical connection, but I'm the only one. I'm, I'm the only one. So you just brought in some of your heritage, West Indies. Um, yes, can we talk yes. about that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So what part of the uh, West Indies were you from? Um, well, I'm, I was born, you know, in the Bronx, New York, but um, my mom and my dad, my grandparents, they all moved here from 
Kingston Fletcher's land in Jamaica. And, um, you know, like every other um, family out of the U.S., they moved to New York for a better experience for their kids, a better life, you know, making more money. And mm -hmm. they came here and made it happen. So then I came in the building. <laughs> are you the youngest of your siblings or are you falling in the middle? Um, I would say, okay, with my mom and my dad, I'm the youngest. But okay. I have half siblings who are after me as well. So I've been, okay. I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. You're in the middle. You're in the middle yeah. of that. I, love I was it. the baby. I'm not the baby. You, no. <laughs> yeah. you didn't have any problem with not being the baby anymore, did you? <laughs> no, nah, I was good. I'm still the baby, actually. And I'm like, Ma, come on now. But yeah. <laughs> I know. love that. So with you having family from Jamaica, did you ever make efforts, I know, to go down there, reconnect with your uh, extended family? And if so, what was that experience like? Absolutely. Um, my mom got married a couple of years ago in Jamaica. My mom was remarried. And um, the whole family went down to Jamaica. And the experience was amazing because I haven't been back in a long time. Um, the last I went was like early 90s. And I went back like mid 2000s. But it was an amazing experience. Um, being older and being able to experience a lot more, it really made me just appreciate the things I have here. Um, you know, people out there, um, unfortunately, are not as fortunate, you know, to have clean water, hot water, um, clean clothes every day, like food on their table and a clean bed, you know, so going back was definitely a light bulb in my head. I remember, I remember I left New York with two suitcases. I think I came back with like half of one, you know, so it was definitely an experience I will never forget. I want to always go back, but you know, it's been a weird few years, but I'm sure I'll be there. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of weird few years, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get to how you, as an artist, work through 2020. Um, yeah. But can we run it back to when you became a part of the Boys Choir of Harlem? Um, Absolutely. What was that experience like being a part of that through academically speaking and just the training that you received? Absolutely. Um, Ms. Christie, when I tell you life-changing, like, mm -hmm. I wish that every black child it, it, it doesn't even matter the race i just wish that every child was able to experience that and just meet the people i've met learn the things i've learned you know being in a black family not all the time we are taught how to be a black man to like tie a tie right i didn't learn that in my household but i learned that in the Harlem boys choir i learned discipline i know how to protect my peace, protect my energy, protect my gift. I learned how to use utensils around a table because we had to be trained to eat a dinner at the White House. So, you know, a lot of a bunch of people don't really know how to use a dinner knife, a, di um, uh, uh, a spoon for your soup, a spoon for dessert, a, um, a fork for your main course, but a fork for your salad and there's a steak knife and a butter knife like we had to learn all those things and honestly um i can honestly say you know in the community i grew up in you know a bunch of kids don't get an experience like that you know um waking up in the morning doing workouts vocal exercise um training in different languages um latin mm. swahili we sung it was just it, like 
I would have not learned those things if um, I went anywhere else, you know? And I actually entered myself into the, the boys' choir hall. You know, the actual area I grew up in was a very bad neighborhood. And also, I didn't, um, growing up, I didn't have the best relationships with my brother. So I was like, if he's going to that high school, I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> I understand. And I, I had yeah. no problem, you know, getting on the train every morning by myself and, and trucking to Harlem every day and trucking back home. Like, just life changing. Everything. I learned everything I do now, even how I posture myself in a chair, how I talk to people, how I fill out applications, all come from the boys' choir hall. Life changing wow. for real, for real. I love when you, you know, speak to that type of training um, in those formative years. It's, it's yeah. just priceless. And, you know, sometimes we underestimate the power of primary and secondary education and that type of high level training, which yes. still is impactful in the 21st century, mind mm -hmm. you. It's not just 18th century uh, formalities that we need to know how to do. Uh, so it's really encouraging to hear you speak of that. And you dropped the White House. Now you traveled the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, talk about some of the places that you've been and maybe one of your greatest memories when you were part of the choir before you graduated. Absolutely. Um, I would say one of the most memorable had to be when we went to Israel. Um, this was like right before the war started, right before September 11th, I want to say. And um, I remember I remember um, going to the Dead Sea and floating and just like experiencing that. Honestly, I was a teenager then. Now being a grown man, I look back and I'm like, I like I forget half of the amazing things I've done, you know. And mm -hmm. but definitely the Dead Sea was one of them. We've been to every state in the U.S. I want to say, um, just at a very young age, just doing what I love and to like still be doing it now and mm -hmm. teaching kids how I was taught. It's just it's just priceless to me. Like, wow, I would do it all over again. Yeah, definitely. Now, of course, I do know that you sang behind Stevie Wonder, you know, uh, like you said, the Backstreet Boys, White House, Israel, swimming in the Dead Sea, or more yeah. importantly, floating. Yeah, floating, <laughs> because yeah. Density, yeah. Because of the density of the salt. Mm -hmm. um, but after graduation, what became your path? Now, some people who go to those experiences don't continue in the entertainment industry. How did you continue on? Funny story. So I want to say I was, I wasn't in the ninth grade. I was still a new student in the school at the time, but maybe about the end of ninth grade going into 10th grade, my dance teacher and my mentor, he passed away a few days back. Um, his name was Mr. Wright. He was like a second dad to me. This guy taught me everything. Like if my dad wasn't there, my mom was on the phone with him. Like what's going on? And what's, you know what I'm saying? Like, he held me down. And I remember um, I was about 15 years old and he got injured in his legs. Mm. He was our dance teacher. I don't know how he did it, Miss Christie. I don't know. At first, I didn't know why he chose me, but I was always that kid who was in the front and in the middle who knew everything. And like, you know, I knew what I was doing. Um, he spoke with the principal one day and was like, look, I'm going to be out of school for however time, but I need him to teach the class. 
And at this oh. time, I'm teaching my pairs who are like, you know, a year older or like the yeah. same exact age. But I just watched him and how he taught and everything he did and um, became his assistant. And then after I graduated, I actually went back and kept teaching at the Harlem Boys Choir. And wow. then, I, yeah, just like he taught me everything. Just like I wouldn't be teaching right now if it wasn't for that man. He taught me everything. So a bunch of the things he instilled in me, I'm still teaching right now with these kids right now. So now, where are I'm you teaching like, now? So tonight, I'm in the Bronx at a Parkside Community Center. Mm -hmm. um, they have dance classes every Wednesday and Friday, and it's just pretty much a thing where, like you know. These kids has been in the house for two years on lockdown. Okay. And a lot of these kids' parents have no idea how talented they are. You know, they're mm -hmm. in the house doing TikToks and reels and all of these things. So yeah. I'm here to pretty much like build them back up and get them prepared mm -hmm. for the real world, how I was prepared, you know, and I'm mm -hmm. teaching them everything from hip hop, Latin, jazz, step, um, West Indian, we sing, we crack jokes, just everything. Like just that same hardcore discipline at was instilled in me, I'm, I'm throwing out on them. So I'm here every Wednesday and Friday, but I'm at a few other schools all over the Bronx throughout the week. So I'm impacting a lot of different kids and I'm seeing so much just raw talent. I'm like, this used to be me, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's the best, it's the best. Now, of course, part of this used to be you and that you say I'm preparing them for the real world. And that, of course, is the real entertainment world. You are still an active recording artist. You have a record deal. Let's talk about how you were able to connect with Naughty by Nature, the founders of that, um, of uh, Ill Town Sluggers. And Absolutely. how did that happen? Yeah. So um, a couple of years ago, um, well, I started out, not started out. Um, after being in a group and, you know, eventually decided to just move on my own, I met two amazing people, Lady and a Tramp, Marcella Precise and Tramp, um, great producers who always had a great relationship with the team, um, Ill Town Sluggers and Audie by Nature. I was initially brought on as a songwriter, but you know one of those things where... You just see how a person works and how a person moves. I just stayed busy. During that whole time, I was working a full retail job, doing overnights, but leaving work, heading at the studio, going home, taking a nap, doing that whole bit. And I guess as time went on, these people was like, wait, what about him? Like, he got it. Yeah. So it wasn't until, like, as time went on more and more, I started writing more and more. And... um. I was leaving work one morning and I the VMAs was in New York that okay. weekend. And I was like, it would be so amazing to perform at the VMAs. Cause you know, it's, 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 it's in my stomping grounds. It's up the block from home, you know, as I was about to close my eyes and take a nap to actually go back to work in a couple of hours. Um, I got a phone call like, Hey, we need you on some backgrounds for Audie by nature. And I'm like, what? So I'm like, cool. I didn't go to sleep. I just went straight to the what? studio, did my backgrounds, but still had to go straight to work after. Wow. And um, I just think by me just being on the grind and just not 
losing focus and just being like, like look, I have to have a job to take care of myself. But right now, yeah. music is my passion. I'm just waiting my turn. And I waited my turn. Quarantine happened. They called me and was like, are you ready? Honestly, Miss Christie, I wasn't ready. Like everybody else, I was in the house trying to figure out yeah. what was going on. You know, our world was going down. People was, thousands of people were dying every day. But I just stayed creative and I just stayed mm-hmm. hungry. And I just yeah. knew that anytime my phone rang, I got to be ready. I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. I was eating Uber Eats in quarantine every day. But mm-hmm. I got that call. I went jogging. I made it work. And then from there, I have not stopped. I have not, I have not slowed down at all. So great people. I love them. They really rock with me like heavy, heavy, heavy. So I'm just happy to be even chosen by these people who I've grown up like listening to, listening to and admiring. Yeah. I have VHS, v, VHS tapes of like. <laughs> you got the real tapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a it's real fan of like this music in general and energy like you know i fit in well with them because you know yeah. it's a feeling it's that energy so i'm like what's up i got that call and i was ready and i've been there ever since now you spoke about the pandemic in 2020 and one of the things that you i know that i kind of was looking at some of your social media including your instagram uh, i am ryan lane and you speak about staying creative and you stayed creative in 2020 and even release music can we talk about that and one video which is beautifully shot this on your youtube channel uh forever can we talk about that absolutely so before we even film the video i've always been a very artsy kid i cannot stand still my teacher used to call me mr bojangles which i didn't know who he was until years later Yes. I had no idea. But I was that kid who just couldn't stay still in my seat. I was just like, I want to dance. I want to perform. And I've always been in the arts, like glee clubs from like elementary school up until now. And um, I'm in the house. We're on lockdown. So I was like, look, I need to just be creative. I started to unlock parts and crafts that I didn't even know I have. And I remember in junior high school, my teacher told me, God gave you a lot of gifts. If you don't use them, he's going to take them away from you. And ever since I was like, I'm not stopping. So in quarantine, I started to draw. I started to paint. I started to make clothes. I started to organize my cupboards. I started cooking. Just everything. Just everything. I just did not. Anything I could do to like just stay creative, I just did it. Stay creative. Stay creative. I got the phone call from the team. was like, hey, we want to drop forever. And I'm like, wait, but like we're in a pandemic right now. Like what you mean? But <laughs> it was definitely one of those feel good songs everybody needed. So I was like, look, let's go. They called and was like, we filming a video. Miss Christie, I got on a bike. Mind you, we're on lockdown. Yes. So I my mask on, I had my gloves. I got my gear on. I rode a bike around, scouting out different locations. Snapped a few, um, snapped a few pictures for the team, and was like, "Look, this is a dope spot. Let's go here. Let's do this. Let's do that." All in Harlem, and then as far as like just clothing, all the barbershops were closed. Couldn't buy anything. If you ordered anything, it was weeks behind. Mm-hmm. But you know. I'm a guy who loves clothes. I love fashion. So I had all of those. I just had everything prepared. And I always told myself, when the phone rings, 
be ready. ready. Be ready. And I'm, I'm in quarantine eating every day. I had 12 days to prepare. So I put myself on a diet. I was jogging <laughs> every day. I had to learn choreography via Zoom, which I've never done. It was a lot, but we got through it. And it's 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 my favorite song. Everybody loves the song. So it's amazing. It's amazing. They yeah. definitely want to make sure um, to check it out. Go to YouTube, look for Ryan Lane and put in forever. You will not be disappointed. And I want to know before we get to the wrap ups, what are some of the things that you have planned for the rest of 2022? Of course, 2021 and 2022 kind of rolled in together uh, moving forward. So what can we expect from you as we move into the rest of 2022? I get asked this question all the time and I always have the same answer. I'll say everything, everything, (laughs) everything, everything I put my hands on. I want to turn to gold, you know, um, Definitely a tour happening in May. Um, Ill-Town oh, Slugs is going, Ill-Town Slugs is going out on a roll with New Kids on the Block, Salt and Pepper, In Vogue, Rick Astley, like people who have grown up admiring. So I'll be on tour with them this year. And also, I just want to keep on writing for my heart, writing for more people, movie scores, um, fashion, wow. teaching these kids, just bringing bringing these stars out, you know, and every day I have goosebumps right now. I leave work every day just feeling so fulfilled because these Mm -hmm. kids need people like us, you know, Mm -hmm. people like me who's teaching and Mm -hmm. encouraging them. And I just want to keep just doing what I do, you know, like for, 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 Mm -hmm. for a long time, I knew what my purpose was, but it wasn't until recently, like the confirmation has just been falling in my lap every day. Like you're where you're supposed to be. So I just want to keep on doing everything I've been doing and just growing, reopening the Harlem Boys Choir. I would love to do that. Have my own choir. Um, I want to do everything, everything, everything. Thank you, Ryan Lane, an amazing artist. Check him out on his Instagram. Check out his latest single, Forever. That's on yes. YouTube. Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's a couple singles. It is Forever. And we got down and we got I wanna and we got on you still and we got better. I have a lot of music out there, but yes. coming up very soon, myself and Uncle Vinny and Ill Town Sluggers, we are releasing a new song called Fiesta that um will also be out very soon and we will be performing it on the mixtape tour too this summer so look out for that it's so many amazing things coming um i'm trying to do a really big dance class with all the schools i work at and do a big mr cool class and just bring all the kids in bring more kids bring the parents and really let them be able to see like yo you have a special child yeah how are we going to do this? You know, because a lot of these parents have no idea how special their kids are. And, you know, look, a few people do like, okay, he's been dancing, but there's a lot more. So I just, Mm -hmm. I want to build up that confidence in them and then Mm -hmm. push them out into the world. And who knows, they might be performing on the Black Lives Matter mural like you did in Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That was a very nice music video as well. So Thank you so much. It was amazing. Yeah, Ryan, I really, 
Yeah, I, I'm just thinking about it. I'm really appreciating your gift and your commitment to the next generation and as well as maintaining your own artistry. Uh, that is so important to have a positive role models in the industry. So I, I just want to salute you, so you. I really do. Thank you. I appreciate that yeah. a lot. Thank you so much. Yeah, Correct. yeah. It's a lot of people who, who don't always see the importance of that. And I'm glad that you see the importance and that you're executing it very, Absolutely. very well. And to the point that the young people are like, come on back. <laughs> they love me. They love me. They love Mr. Pooh. And I love them right back. So I definitely will. Absolutely. Well, I'm grateful for that. Anytime you want to come back to the Chrissy Taylor Show, I am here for you. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. We've been talking to Ryan Lane on the Christy Taylor Show.